Picture yourself wrapped in its softness. Whether you're enjoying a captivating TV show, gathered around a crackling campfire, or cheering for your favorite football team, Minky understands your fall cravings. Our blankets are tailor-made for those heartwarming autumn vibes. With a variety of colors, they're perfect for complementing the hues of fall, as well as showing off your team pride with their vibrant team colors. And the best part? We've got sizes for the whole family, ensuring that everyone can experience the joy of cozying up in Minky's embrace. This fall, let Minky be your companion in creating unforgettable moments. Wrap yourself in comfort, share love, and relish the essence of the season. Minky Blankets, where warmth meets love in every color for every moment. Fall into one of our Minky Couture stores or visit us online at minkycouture.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Commander's Demand with your host, Sports PSP, exclusively on the Grid Network. Hey, what's up, folks? It's your boy Sports PSP in the building. Hope everyone is enjoying a magnificent, wonderful day. As you know, all know, welcome to Commander's Podcast. It's a podcast discussing all things surrounding the Washington Commanders. Um, I have a very special guest on the show here today. Um, I appreciate him for taking his time to actually come in and on the podcast. Um, as you know, he works on the Grid Network as well as I do. He just he puts out great content regarding NFL stuff. And uh wanna give a quick shout out to this guy about to bring him on, Ryan Flowers. How you doing, my brother? What's up, man? How you doing, Parnell? Thanks for having me on, man. It's a blessing and an honor. Always, always. So, brother, please um take the time to um, you know, give the audience some context about yourself. Yeah, absolutely, man. So for those who don't know me, my name is Ryan Flowers, aka Clutch Sports Talk. Um, so basically what I do is I I'm strictly NFL. Uh, I started my podcast literally in the middle of COVID, uh 2020. Um, it actually <clears throat> it grew. Or it, it was born out of the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, I was watching the draft. You know, that was the draft that Roger Goodell was in front of the fireplace. Um, and he was reading off the picks and stuff like that, which was kind of unique, obviously, for the situation that the world was in. And, you know, I'm watching, I'm following the draft, I'm watching social media, and I see all these people just like, just talking random stuff. Like, they're, they're proposing things that couldn't even happen, you know, b- because of salary cap wise, or just, it just, these transactions could never happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they were they were suggesting um, what team should get this player or why they should get this player. And I got I just kind of got annoyed. Right. And so I went on a Facebook Facebook Live at the time. That's when people were still on Facebook, I guess. Um, I went on there and 
I just started, you know, talking, you know, and next thing you know, I had like five people in the live, then I had like 10. And then I think I got up to like 55 people at one point. Um, And I went through the first, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty dope, man. So the first round ended, you know, because, you know, they only do the one round. And then that night I was just was like, I went back and watched the, the playback from the Facebook live. And I was like, that was pretty fun, man. That was pretty fun. So then I decided, you know what? I need to get my voice out there. I need people to hear what I'm talking about. I need to get that information out there because a lot of sports fans are misinformed a lot of the times, right? Um, and I, I'm pretty sure you and I know a lot of people that don't know about anything really, or they think they know about certain things, but they don't. Right. <clears throat> Long story short, I created Clutch Sports Talk. I started off on an audio. Uh, I forgot the name of the app, but it's a pretty anchor. Anchor, I think it was Anchor. Uh-huh. Um, and I strictly did audio. And you could only imagine at that time that it was no sports going on in the world. So what I ended up doing was just finding different little sports pieces to talk about, um, whether it was like youth youth sports, you know, because I coach football, I coach basketball. Um, mm-hmm. I did a, I did a topic on the, what happened to African-American baseball players, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So then finally, sports comes back. I decided to make the jump from audio to doing a live show, which Clutch Sports Talk Live. I did that for about two years or so on it, you know, pretty much on and off. Um, started YouTube. Um, and then I decided, you know what, with my busy schedule, I had to kind of scale back. So now I just strictly do NFL talk. So, but I went from a, a full sports variety show to just NFL because that's my bread and butter. That's my expertise. So that's where I'm at today. Oh, and I mean, interesting, interesting, man. I mean, I mean, you obviously have done a lot. When did you first realize that discussing sports was the thing for you? You know what, Parnell? That's a good question because my whole life is is revolved around sports. Like sports is everything to me. Um, and I, I feel like I have a good knowledge or a good base. Um, and so really they're watching that draft that night in 2020 on my mm-hmm. couch and like, hopping on that live. That's when I realized that, you know what? I got a responsibility to all sports fans out there to get people informed as much as possible. Um, And so that's kind of when I realized that I can actually do it. Um, And then learning how to, you know, record and do all the stuff that I've been able to do so far. um, It's just been an amazing ride. But I knew that night uh, in 2020, April 2020, that I needed to do this. Yeah, it's very interesting that you actually brought up the draft in 2020, because that was during the time when I actually started doing like the Instagram videos and stuff like that, because like most people, we were bored. And I figured, you know what, I might as well do some videos on Instagram, do some stuff, you know, just to try to get out there and just try to do bring some content. But yeah, I mean, Obviously, you got to capitalize, you know, whatever's out there. And it's actually great. It's actually fun to bring sports fans some excitement. Um, Football. Let's talk about your football team, man. Who you root for? So I'm a I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. Um, I'm mm-hmm. from I'm originally from I'm born and raised in Los Angeles, California. So that's weird, you know, because um, I, I grew up around the time when the Rams and the Raiders were in L.A. or in that area. But I was never a Raider fan, never a Rams fan. Um, for some reason, I was just drawn to that star, man. Actually, when I was little, uh, my uh, I, my first football team was the Dallas Cowboys, Pop Warner. So that's kind of what sparked it. And then it was during, you know, the 90s heyday when they had Emmitt and Michael Irvin, Troy Aikman, and they got Dion. And I think that's when my 
my passion for the Cowboys really kind of um, it escalated, and here I am now. And mm -hmm. fun fact, I used to work for the Dallas Cowboys uh, many, oh, many years ago. I did. Um, I worked in their um, marketing um, and like their tourism department. So I used to when they were at Texas Stadium. So I did that a couple of years ago back in like the mm, 2007 through 2009. All right. I lived in Texas. All right. When's the last time you've been to a Dallas Cowboy game? Oh, man, it's been a while. I would say I went to a it was in the new stadium at AT&T. It was the the Redskins. It was a Thursday night game uh, against the Redskins. And we still had Ryan Switzer on the team. I don't remember what year that was, but he it was a Thursday night game. And we ended up uh, he ended up having a big game. He returned a punt. I don't remember the year, though, but it was within the last 10 years for sure. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um. Now, obviously, you know, Dallas, they've had a really good off season so far. I'm quite sure you and most Cowboy fans are very satisfied. Of course, you traded up to get Brandon Cook. You got yourself a really good number two wide receiver. You also traded up to get Stephon Gilmore, which was a big addition for the defense and also to pair him up with Trayvon Diggs. How do you like the Dallas chances as far as winning the division and competing for the NFC. Well, you know, they, they've, they've been a lot, they've been more active in, in years past, right? They've, like you said, they added uh, Brandon cooks. We got Gilmore. Uh, we just re-signed uh, Tack McKinley just a couple hours ago, defensive lineman um, still working on some other guys. Like obviously we got LVE tag Pollard, yada, yada, yada. But for me as, as a, a Dallas Cowboy fan for over 20 plus years, um, I, I just really need to see them. In, and well, let me, let me back it up. In regards to this particular free agency class that they have here, I, I, if I had to give them a grade, I would say it's probably like a, a B, right? I think Gilmore was, was kind of the one that really saved them. I, I, I really want them to follow the methodology of like the Rams um, or even the Eagles per se. I know the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl, but they put themselves in a position to win the Super Bowl by going out there. Right. And making a really big splash, right? Um, Dak Prescott obviously is our quarterback, um, and he needs more weapons, right? I know Brandon Cooks is the guy, but I mean, it's a reason why the guy's been on what four or five teams in the last couple of years or so. I'm durability. not saying he's not productive, durability. I just, I, I will say this. I think what they're trying to do, they made a mistake by trading Amari Cooper away. I mean, it's a simple fact, right? And I think they're trying to replace him with Cook, Cooks, right? I don't think it's the same type of – they're not the same guy. I get it. Mark Cooper had a really pretty solid season in Cleveland. But to me, when 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 Cooper left, Dak's productivity, I would say, kind of dwindled a little bit, right, if you go back and look at the stats. So for me, I would say I have to see it to believe it on the field. Like maybe Cooks comes in and he's a, a really, really good number two, right, uh, behind right. CeeDee Lane. And now we don't have to rely on Michael Gallup to be a number two because Michael Gallup is coming off a severe knee injury. OK, um, you know, so I, I don't want to say anything about the class overall because I don't I don't know what the expectations will be, you know. But as a fan for 20 plus years, like I just said, man, I'm, I'm it's kind of like put up or shut up time. Like, are we going to do this thing? Or are we not? Because you got teams that have been to Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl. They, they suck for a while and then they're right back in the Super. You know what I mean? Like with the Eagles, per se, they won a Super right. Bowl a couple years ago, had a couple down years. You know, they make some moves. Boom, they're right back in the game. You know, so 
things like that. So, you know, I'm ready for them to put up or shut up. That's where I'm at right now as a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned it, I mean, a lot of Cowboys fans, unlike you, I, and I talk to a lot of Cowboys fans because I live in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. There are some diehard but delusional Cowboy fans. They say every single year, this is going to be <laughs> your year. Right. And um, you are one of like the most few objective Cowboy fans that I know. And of course, a lot of Cowboys fans were disappointed by the divisional round loss to San Francisco. Right. I thought the defense did its part to hang in yeah. there. Unfortunately, Dak picked the wrong opportunity to play that bad, especially coming off a very impressive game in the wild card against yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. Speaking of Dak Prescott, how do you feel about him? Because, look, he came off a terrible season, worst season of his career, he was tied for the most interceptions right. last year with Davis Mills. He didn't play enough games. Um, right. They still keep Cooper Rush. And if you look at the NFC East, as far as with quarterbacks, I got Jalen Hurts as the best quarterback in that division. I have Dak at two, Daniel Jones three. We don't know who Washington is going to start, but <laughs> it, it seems like to me it's probably going to go to Sam Howell. How right. do you feel about Dak? You know, I've had of a more recently. I've had a love hate relationship with Dak. When when he first was drafted, I was like, well, first of all, Dak Prescott to me was a black Tim Tebow. That's my first impression of him <laughs> in college. Right, he ran the football. Really wasn't like known to throw like that. You know, I, I think he's a better thrower than Tim Tebow for sure. Obviously, <laughs> I, you know, I think right? he's. I think he's more black Kirk Cousins. Yeah, maybe now, but I'm saying out of college. If you remember him, he ran a lot in college. Like you go back. Yeah, and he wasn't take, known for throwing um, that much. I'll, I'll give you that. I think it was like 2015 against LSU on ESPN on a Saturday. You throw that game on, man. You look at that tape. That guy ran a lot of RPO, a lot of quarterback draws, things of that nature. Um, and he he kind of looked, he kind of resembled Tim Tebow, right in my mind. So I remember when we drafted him in the was the fourth round. We got him. Yeah, fourth round. I was kind of like, like what? Like really, that like that Prescott's because someone said, "Hey man, we drafted Dak." I was like, "Get out of here! We didn't, we didn't draft Black Tebow," and sure <laughs> enough, we did. And so, and I know I'm kind of egging this on, but I want to, you know, build up some context with my whole relationship with him. So, you you we go to the the one I think it was a second or first preseason game that they had um, against the Rams in the Coliseum, and he he played that game, and I remember he threw a dart. I want to say it was to Des Bryant. Uh, corner the end zone, and I was like, "Damn, this th that that looked pretty good, man." I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie, right? And then he, and then he threw another pass. I forgot the other guy's receiver's name, um, but it doesn't matter anyway. He had a pretty good game. So then I was kind of like, "All right, well, we still got Romo, you know, whatever." Then Romo gets hurt against, right. I believe it was Seattle. Seattle yeah, the preseason right? game, preseason game in Seattle, and I was like, "Oh man!" Then he comes in, and I remember the shift like. Zeke Zeke was drafted that year, so Zeke was getting the ball. They were doing. He was running over Cam Chancellor, and I was kind of, you know, I was kind of feeling like, you know what? We actually might have a chance as long as we don't ask this rookie to do too much, right? So then, obviously, we as a Cowboys fan, 2016 was like one of the most memorable seasons that I can remember as a Dallas. Thirteen Cowboys. and three. Thirteen yeah, and three. You know, it was a really number one really seed in the NFC. Exactly. Like it was like a magical ride, right? And then we end up falling to uh, was it Green Bay? I think it was in the in the divisional round. Um, yes. 
So, yeah, and you actually came back. Um, yeah, we were to down tie that game, and then yep. Aaron Rodgers, of course, throws to uh, what was it Cooks? I think the guys were, were tied yeah, Jared in. Cook. Jared, Jared Cook, Cook. Right. So after that season, I was kind of like, you know what? That that was. I mean, a, a lot of people don't even remember this. He was low key like a an MVP candidate. Like nobody remembers that from 2016. I mean, he maybe, oh, he was. was he you know, he was balling that year. He was balling, right? He was. He wasn't one of the top guys, but he was definitely someone that you can consider like, oh, okay. I think he ended up getting like offensive rookie of the year or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to go back and look. But no, he, nonetheless, no, no, you're right about that. He did win offensive rookie of the year. Okay. And nonetheless, I was like, okay, good. We're, we're going to build. 2017, I was like, we're good. And then I started noticing like his he throws the ball really high. He's kind of late sometimes. And I think what started to happen was they went away from what he was really good at, and which which would which would he was good in college running the football. And I get you know you know fast forward you know he breaks the ankle or leg whatever the case was um, against right. the Giants, and next you know he gets paid, and now he's kind of like, oh, well I got paid, I'm a quarterback, I got to sit here, and he's not that guy to me. I feel like he's more better or he's better when they move him around a little bit because that's when if you go back to 2016 when they had him. They had Zeke going, you know, they, that was a pretty good offense and they didn't ask him to do a lot. I think now they ask him to do too much. And so he's, he's, he's taking that weight along with the contract. And I feel right. like he's forcing a lot of things and he's just, he's not comfortable. And so for me now, I'm kind of like, I like what he does from an intangible side of things. He's a good leader. You always expect him to say the right thing at the podium, you know, but I'm great not in character. that room. great character guy. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, turning on the news one day and this guy's like, Oh, you know, He's he's moving, he's pushing weight across state lines or nothing like that, or domestic violence or anything like that. At least, you know, from what I can tell. Right, but no off the field good. issues. Right. No off the field issues. So, but now I'm kind of like, dude, I need I need you to just rein it in. You look, I know you're getting paid a lot of money, but you're not Mahomes, you're not Burrow, you're not one of those types of guys, right? It's, it's that's just a fact, right? We just need you to protect the football, make the timely throws that you need to make, and that's it. So I'm kind of like with him at that point, kind of like it's time to put up or shut up too, because now he's going into the seventh season as a starting quarterback in the national football league. He is what he is. Right. And as far as where he ranks in the NFC is at least the NFC East, you know, since we're, you know, this is a, a Washington commanders uh, show, you yes. know, I would say that because you had Jalen hurts number one, right? Yeah. Which, um, after yes. last season, after last season, I'll give him that. I got to see Jalen hurts do it again. Right, because all right, that's fair. He got he he. I'm I'm not gonna discredit the guy. I think he had a fantastic season last year for sure. MVP like right. If he doesn't get hurt, but I gotta see consistency over a length of time. Now, if he comes out and they struggle, now is he still the guy? So, but going into the season, it's gonna be Hurts one, Dak two, Jones three, and then whoever you guys roll out with, uh, whether it's Sam Howell, which it's likely to be. Or Jacoby, no, he's Brissett probably going to be. It's either him or Jacoby Brissett, but I, I still think Dak is is middle of the road. Like I don't, I, I don't have him top ten. I think he can yeah. be a top ten quarterback when he's consistent, and that's the right. problem with Dak because he gives you, he gives you some very good performances, but then he gives you some performances like, come on, right. Dak, you're better than that. So, it's, not, it's not consistent. It's like 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 you pointed out with the playoff win against Tampa. It's like you throw for four hundred yards, and I get it, Tampa Bay. And, Defense and Niners defense is two different monsters. I mean, we can't even compare the two defenses. 
But right. there were some plays that probably should have been made that we expect a, 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 a seasoned quarterback to make, you know, you know, and you look at Brock Purdy, he didn't turn the ball over. He, he made the throws that he needed to make and their team won the game, you know, whereas a guy like Dak, he's like, we got to, there was, I think there was a play that, you know, I think it was heavily, heavily scrutinized where T.Y. Hilton was over them. Oh, wide open down the seam. And he doesn't even go there. Right. Mm-hmm. And everyone's gone back and forth. Oh, well, you know, that wasn't the call. Whatever. I don't know, man. I coach the position. I, I work with quarterbacks extensively. For me, I felt like that was an easy read. He was looking to do something a little bit more complex. And I think that's where he's at right now. He just needs to relax. And I think what's, that's what's so good about Jalen Hurts and what they do for him. They don't, they don't ask him to just to go out there and dissect plays. He, here, here's, here's the play. We're going to scheme it up. This is what you got to do. This, it'll be there if you trust us. But sometimes Dak, he's trying to do too much. And so, although, yeah. you know, he, he, like you said, he is kind of a – He's, he's a roller coaster. Yeah, he's a roller coaster. He's an above average quarterback. In my opinion, honestly, for, for now, there, to me, there's only two quarterbacks in this in the league right now that I would like hang my hat on. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Those are the only two guys. After that, it's kind of like everybody else. In my humble opinion, I feel like quarterbacking is at an all-time low in the National Football League. But I think like people kind of get they get um they, they get kind of fooled by, oh my God, this guy like Lamar Jackson. Oh my God, he's running, you know, Justin Fields, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like we haven't really seen great quarterbacksmanship. And I know that's, a, I just made up that word, but we <laughs> haven't really seen that's that. That's a good word. You know, we haven't seen that, you know, until we throw on like the Joe Burrow and the Patrick Mahomes. And I know they're not perfect, but when you watch Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes play each other, those games, I mean, the, the four times that they played, those have been really good games. Really they, good they, games. They have. And great they, they have. Play, you know, and I get it. You know, they got talent and, you know, every quarterback needs talent with the right. exception of maybe Patrick Mahomes and maybe Joe Burrow. So to me, that's why I feel like those guys are the guys. And it's and, and after that, it's kind of like, who's going to be, who's going to take the next step? And Jalen Hurts took the next step this year. Can he continue to maintain that as he goes into his, what, fourth season now as right. an Eagle? Um, and his, what, third, third season now is like the full starter, if I'm not mistaken. So. You know, right. The NFC, though, I will say this. I don't know if we're, we're going to talk about that, but just to preface oh, we will. it. We will. The NFC East is, is going to be a very tough division. Nonetheless, it's a very tough division. Do you think at Dak, at some point soon, do you see Dak delivering Dallas a Super Bowl? Honestly, man, I don't. I, and it's not because of him. I feel like it's it's the ownership. Look, you know, if Jerry Jones was just a GM, right, do you think a GM – and the moves that he's made and the seasons that they've had, you think that he would have had a job at any other organization? I I, I mean, you, you make a great point. You know, I, I mean, I would say most of your viewers or listeners would probably say, yeah, he'd probably be fired by now, right? I mean, you look, we've had... But Jerry ain't going to fire himself. No, he won't right. do that. And, right. And I feel like with any great organization, whether it's some sports, business, hell, even relationships, man, like, if you don't have it buttoned up at the top and you don't have people in a position that are really good at what they do, then you're never going to be successful. It's a reason why, you know, the Eagles were, you know, in disarray not that long ago. And then they, they, they fired Doug Peterson, you know, and then right. they get, they get Nick Sirianni. He looks like a mess. Right. And then they turn it around and then they make the Super Bowl, and they're literally what a holding call away from possibly coming back and winning the Super Bowl, Right. 
You know, right. and then there's you see other teams across the league that have gotten better or have kind of maintained themselves, right? But the Dallas Cowboys, man, to me, it starts with Jerry Jones and his inability to step out of his way. I'll give Jerry Jones credit for as far as building a brand. The Dallas Cowboys the one of the biggest brands in sports history, not just football, sports around the world. When there's I worked the reason for the why Cowboys, they're called America's team. Honestly, man, Parnell, they're the world's team because when I worked for the Cowboys, we would have fans coming from like Tokyo. I don't know if you ever heard of a, a country called Kazakhstan. You ever heard of that country before? No, I've never. Probably Google it when we're done. You're gonna be like, "There's Cowboys fans in Kazakhstan." Yes, there. Yes, there is, man. The Cowboys are a brand all over the world. I had an opportunity to to to, to take a tour with the Prime Minister of Japan, and he was like, "Oh yeah, Cowboys!" Like, like they're 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 so big, and that's because you know Jerry Jones is a larger than life guy but when it comes to the day-to-day football operations right. you know he's he kind of like uh al davis in a sense right. where they're kind of seen and they don't really understand the cowboys are fortunate to have will mcclay right if without will mcclay who was kind of like the player oh, he does he is amazing when it comes to evaluating and drafting talent exactly. without him the cowboys would just probably be i don't know who's a really crappy team who's been like that for years like i mean the raiders i mean like my team, the, the Cowboys, I, I mean, I could say that. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, actually, in a, in a weird way, because look at all the talent the Cowboys have had in the last 15 years, you know. And we got we had guys like Demarcus Ware, Jason Witten, Dez Bryant, uh, Demarco you know, Tyron, Murray, Demarco Murray. Like, well, I'm talking about like Hall of Fame type caliber oh, kind yeah. of guy, right? You know, Travis Frederick, like. All these guys and what Tyron Smith, Zach Martin. We've only got like three playoff wins in like the last twenty something years. Like, yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it falls directly on ownership, and I've said this before to Dallas Cowboy fans, and some of them agreed with me. I feel like the only way you ever going to win a Super Bowl is that Jerry Jones is going to have to walk away, and Jerry ain't going to fire himself because. And, and I told people once Sean Payton was going to get a head coaching job, he wasn't going to get it in Dallas because no. in order to get a guy like Sean Payton, you're going to have to give him a ton of authority and power and money. And I don't see that with Jerry. That's an excellent point. You're absolutely right. And Payton is a Parcells guy. And right. And he, and, and, yeah. and he in, knows him very Dallas. well. He knows him very well. And he doesn't want to deal with that because why? Parcells ended up getting fired because – he wanted he wanted control, and Jerry was not willing to do that. And therefore, the Cowboys, to me, and it's not even—I don't care who you put under center for the Dallas Cowboys. It's not—it's not, it's not going to be their fault why they don't make it, man. And I know the guys got to play the game on the field, and I get—I get all that, you know, you know. But it starts with the ownership, and he's—he's he's done questionable things to me, or he hasn't done anything sometimes, right? You know, and to me, it's—it's it's too much of a circus. And I don't think unless you got like a Patrick Mahomes kind of guy back there, no one can overcome that, man. And unfortunately, I don't think – I mean, trust me, man, I would count my lucky stars if the Cowboys ever even made an NFC Conference Championship game. Like, to me, that would be a Super Bowl, right? But right. we can't even get out of the divisional round, yet alone the wild right. cards. You know, right. we'll see what we'll have to see. No, I agree with you. I mean, everything you said was well said. Um, Speaking of football teams, I got to talk about, unfortunately, my football team, the Washington Commanders. Um, yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah, that's why we're here. Um, as you know, man, I, I, I think 
ever since Daniel Snyder stepped in as owner back in 1999, it's been a dumpster fire as an organization. You know, the last time we've actually won a playoff game was like 2005. The last time we've actually been to the playoffs was the COVID year 2020, 2021. I think that was Ron Rivera's first year there with the team. And I, I think we have talent. I mean, we got some good talent. I mean, I like what I'm seeing with our defense from Darren Payne. I'm glad that we took care of him. I'm also glad. I'm also <laughs> glad that um, Eric Bieniemy will be our offensive coordinator. Um, I would like to see him as a head coach, but that's a story for another day, and we all know why he's <laughs> not a head coach. <laughs> but. But um, how do you feel about Washington overall? Because I know that a lot of teams don't really take Washington seriously. They would talk about the Giants, the Eagles, Cowboys. But how do you feel about Washington in general? You know, when I think about Washington overall, the first thing that sticks out, at least in years past, they're, they're front seven. You know, they've they've invested heavily on the defensive line, right? You went out and got uh, <clears throat> Young, what, a couple years ago? Uh, you talked about Payne. Montez Sweat. You had um, uh, what's the guy's name? The white boy, Kerry Carrington. Brian Carrier. Kerrigan, yeah. Kerrigan, right? So that 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 rush, man, has always been uh, a problem for most teams that play, especially within the division. Defensively, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's where you guys hang your hat on. I think <clears throat> they're getting a little older now. Obviously, you know, we, we got young. He's got some injury issues. Hopefully, he bounces back. Um, yeah, you know, and continues to to stay healthy. I think that'll be. A good a good sign for you guys um like you said you took care of pain which you needed that you needed that like if you lose him that that's a blow to your defensive front um outside of that you know i think they would say i would say they're pretty they're pretty average on defense outside of the front four um right. but that, that front four is definitely elite and it, as it should because they've invested so much in it offensively you know you got mclaren um who who's definitely a guy that i think a lot of people kind of slept on you know smaller guy um Played in the Big Ten, you know. I don't think the Big Ten gets a lot of credit in regards to like skill player wise, but you know they're they're doing they're doing their thing out there. But where you guys and this, this is what drives me nuts about them and a, a lot of teams, but I mean, particularly with you guys, you guys needed a quarterback for sure. And and any if you're going to have any success in the National Football League, you got to have a good quarterback, right? A really elite type of quarterback. And I don't know, you know, what their thinking is with with Sam Howell. You know, they're going to say the right things in front of the media. You know, he's our guy, blah, blah, that You know, they, they signed Jacoby Brissett, which to me, he's a really good backup. You know, like, that's what he is. Like, I don't think you sign him to come in and be like, lead us to the promised land, Jacoby, because he's just not. Well, this is what his fifth team, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, right? So he's been around a while, right? Um, why not go and try to land Lamar Jackson? And I know I get it. I'm not really a big fan of Lamar Jackson. I mean, I've been documented. I'm kind of like the Lamar Jackson hater. Um, people have dubbed me that, but I just kind of like in this situation for the, for the commanders, why not go get a guy like that to, to offset some of the off of offensive inefficiencies that you guys may have. I do like your tight end. He was a converted, uh, quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Logan Thomas, Logan Thomas. I think, you know, he's a big body kind of guy, good size. Um, who's your running back again? Um, you guys have uh, Gibson. Uh, we have Antonio Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. And I like him. I like him. Um, but again, the offense is kind of outside of McLaren. You have, you know, you guys just lost Sims to the Raiders, what, yesterday or the day before? Yeah, um, we did. And um, we um, got Marcus Kemp 
from the Chiefs, who also knows um oh, Eric yeah. the Enemy's his style yeah. of offense. So and you we'll guys also there. got alignment too from the Chiefs as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Andrew um, Willie. And he okay. knows oh. and of course he, he knows, knows the enemy as well. Yeah. So with that said, with that said, you know, there I think there is some talent there. Um and being a coach myself, sometimes you, you know, it a lot of coaches get a lot of credit for having talent, right? But we won't know unless we won't know if Eric Bianemi can really coach because now he's going to have to really scheme up some stuff, right? And I think he he get, he he doesn't get a lot of credit for what happened in, in Kansas City because you know he worked under Andy, Andy Reid. Andy Reid. I mean, he's a brainiac when it comes to offensive efficiency, right? He has a proven track record. So I think, and I know you kind of talked about a little bit about Bianemi not getting a head coaching job, but I think now this will be his opportunity. To, and I think that's probably the reason why I would have suggested maybe go out and spend that money on Lamar Jackson, man. Like, like why not? I mean, really, because what you're going to roll out is just going to be something that what maybe makes it to 800, 500, and maybe right. slips the play. I don't know, even know. And especially in a, a division as packed as the NFC East. And you yeah, look I at think, it from a- yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you look at the quarterbacks in that division already, and I mean, I know Daniel Jones ain't like, you know, the greatest, but, you know, under Brian Abel, he had a pretty solid season, man. Like, I mean, I ain't going to lie. You know, he good enough for him to get that contract. Exactly. I mean, he 15 touchdowns, which is, you know, pretty pedestrian for a quarterback, but you know, he played smarter football. He runs the football more than people give him credit for. I mean, he had like 700 yards in rushing. But here's my, go ahead. Here's the thing though. I, I don't see Washington getting Lamar. I would love to have him personally. But we right. have to give Lamar. I don't know how much money. I don't think it. I don't think it's Deshaun Watson like two hundred and thirty million dollars. Right. But you're gonna have to pay him at least two hundred. Like if you're just paying him like $130, hundred thirty, hundred thirty three million dollars, obviously he's not going to go with it. So it has to be in that ballpark of two hundred million dollars. But yep. it seems like to Washington they want to go forward with Sam Howell. I'm like, okay, and I like Sam Howell coming out of North Carolina. You know, he's right. 6'1", 220. I, I, I like him. Do I think he's the long-term solution for Washington? No. I would like to see Lamar there with Biennemi and how Biennemi would utilize Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I just don't see it. And plus, Baltimore, you're going to want some draft picks. And I don't know how much we can get offer on the table for Baltimore. Right. Which is why you know, I see Lamar going either to Atlanta or somewhere else. You know, and, and those are valid points, and I wouldn't really disagree with it. But here's the thing with, with the commanders: it's like, well, there's two ways to look at it. And one, your 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 side is very economical, right? You want to be very fiscally safe, right? Because you don't want to give him a boatload of money, or give up picks, any type of compensation for this guy. But then you got to look on the other side of things. It's like you guys are kind of like been stuck in like a vortex and it's the same revolving door. You know, I feel like that team needs hope. Your owner ownership is not great. 
you know, honestly, you know, the stadium's it's falling apart. It's a disaster. Apart. The stadium's falling apart. And it's sad because Washington, to me, honestly, man, and this is not even no cap, it's a very proud organization, man. I, I think back to my you know, younger, younger days, because I'm almost 40, right? I'm telling my age out here on your show. But I remember watching Doug Williams and and uh, what was the running back? Uh, Riggins and all those guys and the Hogs. Right. Like, like, it's a very proud organization. And I feel like the, the football, especially the NFC East, would be better served if the, the commanders were relevant again, in my opinion. It's kind of like, like the Lakers. When the Lakers are no good, to me, basketball sucks. Like when the Lakers are good, the NBA is better, right? I feel like right. if the commanders are, are relevant, it, it, it really elevates the NFC East even more. And not so that even the NFL, because it's one of the most proud uh, organizations and I feel like they just got to make a splash man and I when you roll out Sam Howell and then you roll out Jacoby Brissett and I'm not even a commanders fan when I saw that I was kind of like well they're okay. probably gonna win six or seven games and probably that's about it I think the, the the commanders and yes I think in order for us to get to where we want to go we have to make some huge splashes but I feel like with the commanders, I mean, historically under Snyder, they've made bad moves like the Albert Hainsworth deal. Like when we gave him that hundred million dollar contract, which oh, yeah. flopped crazy. And then the Josh Norman deal, I think it was like five years, seventy five million dollars. Like right. And we and I, I thought, OK, here we go. We made some big moves, but it just never seemed to manifest for us. So. You talked about I'll how say this, I'll say this, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'll say this in regards to those players. Lamar Jackson's a quarterback. And I feel Obviously, like the yes. quarterback, they have they have the they affect more than an interior defensive lineman or even a corner. And I feel like for whatever it's worth, I know Lamar hasn't had a lot of success in the playoffs, but he's what sees what's uh what's his winning percentage? Like 70%. Like he's I like feel 45 like and 16 as a starter. Right. So he, he does win football games, man. Now you gotta well, you gotta be concerned about the durability because the past couple of years he's been injured. He's been hurt. He's been hurt. But it, it it's like it's either you take a gamble or you don't take the gamble and you kind of just you, you you kinda play it safe, which they've been doing for the last couple of years or so. So I get the reservation on not trying to make a splash for a guy like that. But I feel like if I wanted to try to kickstart my, my organization, I might have to just take a risk on a guy like that and see where it takes me. And I get it. If you do it and it doesn't work out, you guys are handcuffed for a couple years. And so that's why I understand it's a big decision. But honestly, I feel like you guys are just going to be doing the same thing you've been doing for the last, you know, 10 years. So it's either piss or get off the pot type of situation when I look at the commanders. If we decide to get Lamar Jackson, how much mm -hmm. draft compensation do we have to give up? I mean, the Ravens are going to want at least a first round for sure. And, 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 and I'm all, well, here's the thing. Next year's draft class is going to be good as far as quarterbacks are concerned. There's some, there's some guys, you know, maybe you guys suck again this year, maybe perhaps. And, Caleb Williams, Drake May. And you get Caleb Williams, right? And, and he's a good quarterback. So do, maybe that's the route and it's, it'll be cheaper. You know, right. that, that's the one way of looking at it. You know, you get, you give the enemy, you know, see, does Ron Rivera, is, does he stay on? That's the other thing. Like, are well, you gonna have he a signed a five-year extension. So the question I mean, but is, guys, guys, get fired. guys get fired. Like, real. I mean, realistically, yeah. they get fired. But, I mean, and he was on the hot seat. I think a little bit. You guys started playing a little better down the stretch towards the end of last season. That kind of maybe preserved his job. But 
let's just say he's gone. You get a new head coach. What happens to Eric Bieniemy now? You know, so it's kind. Of, it was a weird. And if he, but weird. the good thing is though, if he gets fired, and Bieniemy might be the guy. If Rivera gets fired, and if Bieniemy steps in as a replacement and does well, yeah, that's true. Maybe he's the guy. Maybe he is the guy. But if he does well, then Ron Rivera will probably keep his job. So right. that's the other thing too. So Ron Rivera is a, is a steady. See, everything about you guys is very kind of like. It's 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 like tan. It's very vanilla. It's plain. It's kind of like we're gonna play it safe. We got Ron Rivera, defensive defensive minded coach, made it to a Super Bowl, um, didn't win it obviously, but you know he was very stable in Carolina. I think he he's been kind of a stabilizing factor here in Washington, but you guys need to take it to the next level. But it it, it starts with the quarterback, and he's never really had. A consistency with quarterbacks, but he's had, you know, obviously Carson Wentz last year. Howell played a little bit. Heineke, um, who who else has been there? Kyle so, Allen, Kyle, you know, yeah, Dwayne Allen Haskins, with, rest his soul. Dwayne Haskins, rest his soul, rest in peace. So he's had like five quarterbacks in his tenure there. And you look at any successful team around the league, man. There's a constant consistency, and I keep using that word consistency with the head coach and the quarterback. And Washington really hasn't had that. It's been kind of like a, a turnstile of guys coming in, coming out. And I th- that's why I keep alluding to, you know, maybe go get an established guy like a Lamar Jackson, a former league MVP, win 70% of his games. Like, he'll be the best quarterback you guys probably had probably since, geez, um, RG3 was really good his rookie year and a year after. But then, you know, obviously his and his career was cut short due to injuries. Injury, but yeah. um you know, you know, you guys haven't had that 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 position sewn up in quite some time. And like in anything, man, you need right. that quarterback. Having a good quarterback is almost like having a good woman in a relationship. If you you pick the <laughs> wrong one, you're messed up, man. And you end up having a baby mama. And you, we all know about baby mama drama. For those who got baby mama drama out there. I mean, I don't personally, but for my guys out there, even the, even the ladies out there, maybe you got baby daddy issues you, you pick the wrong baby daddy man you hey, got problems hey. you, you know so made your bed you got laying it <laughs> exactly and i feel like you guys you know you just got to go and get a quarterback man and and whoever the coach is going to be whether it's rivera the enemy the enemy is going to need a quarterback too at some point and maybe if he does get oh, yeah. the job you know maybe they they're in the, they're in the market for caleb williams and maybe that's the answer and so maybe this year for you guys going into this 2023 2024 season it's kind of like well it's like a it's like the it's 18 games of just tryouts or auditioning who's going to be on the team for next year kind of type of deal so if you if you're okay with that as a fan then then you have to go into the season just think you know we're probably not going to be in contention for anything but let's see who's going to be around can, can is there some bright spots than the the the, the usual suspects that we know already about like you know like Young or Terry McLaren and guys like that. You know it's interesting that you brought that up because look, Washington, as we all know, they're gonna they're gonna move on. Of course, you heard the reports about Daniel and Tanya Snyder, right. pro football, folk, uh, pro football's talks. Mike Florio reported that they've cleared out of the facility. There may be a possibility that Washington could move on and clean up house, not just with ownership, but also with coaching. They may get rid of Ron Rivera and who knows, they may hire some other head coach or whoever, and they may try to look for a quarterback 
and they may go with Caleb Williams or Drake May. Would I love to see Lamar in D.C.? Yes, I do think in order for us to compete in that division, it all comes and the NFL in general, it all comes down to quarterback play. I can have a good enough defense. I can have good enough weapons. I can have a good enough head coach. It won't matter unless I have a good enough quarterback. I don't see Baltimore trading to get Lamar. You know, like they're not going from Baltimore to DC. But I, I'd, and I don't know how much money Washington is going to give him. They want, I mean, I know Lamar wants a lot of money for himself, and I don't blame him, but I don't know what Washington could offer on the table. But I do understand your point as far as proving. Uh, having a proven commodity at quarterback. And of course I would feel a lot better if I had Lamar Jackson, as opposed to Sam Howell. But um, speaking of ownership, I want to talk about Dan Snyder. As I mentioned, pro football talks, Mike Florio reported he and his wife, Tanya Snyder, they've cleared out of the facility. Um, I'm reading an article here from ESPNs.com. From Brian Windhorse and Adam Schefter, Canadian billionaire Steve Apostopoulos has become the newest potential bidder to tour the Washington Commander Stadium and training facility as he seeks to buy the franchise, league sources told ESPN. So Apostopoulos also joins um, Josh Harris as well as Magic Johnson um, as far as bidders to potentially becoming new owners of the Washington Commanders. And I think that has to be a huge start for Washington because I feel like as long as Daniel Snyder is still the owner, Washington fans aren't going anywhere. We don't have nothing to look forward to. And it seems to me, and I feel very optimistic, that Dan Snyder's days in Washington are coming to an end. What says you? You know, I, I think I absolutely agree. I feel like he's he's been a terrible owner. You know, he he's just a really rich guy. You know, credit to him, he's a billionaire. Right? Obviously, you got to be you got to be somewhat intelligent to make the money that he's made and and to own a National Football League team. But at the end of the day, man, he's kind of driven this organization into the ground. Um, he's the opposite of Jerry Jones as far as like in terms of value of the organization. Now, I think you guys are still valued at a decent amount because it's a it's a pro team. But I feel like the commanders could be more than what they are, right? So, um, it, you know, and and I have really good experience with Magic Johnson. Not that I know the guy personally, but I grew up in L.A., right? right. And I've seen what he's done in di on, in the different organizations that he has his hands on, right? You know, even starting before that. So in L.A., you know, he's resurrected neighborhoods in L.A. that were gang areas, that were drug areas. You would have it was basically what nice areas he's you know some people say it's gentrification whatever you want to call it but he's taking these areas and he's right revitalize these areas right so he's a good businessman so anything he's a part of i think would be would be beneficial for the commanders you saw what he did with the dodgers right the dodgers couldn't get over the hump winning the world series he right. somehow gets way into the ownership group there boom they win right with the lakers you know he has that touch to get lebron to come to the lakers Boom, they win a championship. Um, I believe he's been a part of um, uh, the, the LAFC, the MLS team in yes. LA. They just won an MLS Cup, right, in like their fourth or fifth year of, of, of existing, right? So wherever he goes, he, he must bring a team of people with him, 
right? And and it's one thing if, if Snyder was the owner and he kind of stayed away or got out of the way, but he doesn't. He gets in the way, right? So whatever you guys decide on, whether it's the, the billionaire owner from the New Jersey Devils, whoever it is, if they come in and they let the professionals do or they hire right people, then you guys will be on the right path. But if you get another billionaire, you know, playboy that just wants to do the things their way because they think that because and this is the problem when you have people that are that are that rich they think they they're they're smarter than the room in in, in every aspect right right and, and rightfully so right because you know they're billionaires right they don't like to be told but, what to do exactly and they want to do it their way and right. sometimes that doesn't always translate to different each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us these cells determine how we feel perform sleep focus and how long we live and to live our best life, all we have to do is feed ourselves properly. But most supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential. Make every cell count with Healthy Cell. Founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level, the cell. Dr. Vincent Jampapa, world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor, created supplements that work at the cellular level to support immune health, better sleep, sharper focus, and healthy aging. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code UPGRADE for 20% off your first order of any product. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code UPGRADE for 20% off. Areas of industry, right? If you're not an expert on National Football League, you can't just come in and say, all right, man, let's just go do this, do that. You know, and a prime example is this, Couple, and I know we're, we're switching topics, but basketball, the Brooklyn Nets had this Russian billionaire guy that came in and brought the Nets, and they sucked. He had all the money in the world, but he thought he could do it better than what people were doing in the NBA, and it didn't work out, and we've seen that across the board. So right. my best, I, I'm, I'm hoping that Magic somehow is, a, is a, able to kind of affect and get in, in some part of the leadership capacity of the commanders, and I think that would be beneficial for you guys as a fan base and as an organization, because he's he's got that magic touch. I mean, no pun intended, but he All has right. a track record of winning everywhere he goes. And it, I don't know if it's because of him or maybe the people he surrounds himself with, but he's been very successful outside of being a basketball player. You know, he's had a Hall of Fame basketball career, and I think he's had a Hall of Fame type of executive, senior executive type of career too. After yeah, I mean, I think magic, would be a perfect fit for the commanders or business in general. I mean, we all know the Magic Johnson movie theaters, the Starbucks, the Burger King, yep. gyms. I mean, as you mentioned, what he's done for communities. I, I feel like when Magic touches something, it just turns to gold. And yep. the thing is with Magic, he's willing to listen and he's willing to surround himself with people who would tell him what he needs to hear instead of what he wants to hear. And if I have another billionaire owner, is he or she willing to listen? Is he or she willing to take constructive advice? Are they willing to do whatever it takes for the best interest for the franchise? Not just for, not for themselves, but for the franchise with Snyder, he gives me the impression he just won't stay out the way. He won't allow other people to do the job. And I just feel like he's just a disaster. 
And the problem is with some with a lot of people with money and power, they don't like to be told what to do. Nope. They'd be damned if someone tells them what to do with their money or how to operate. So, I, I mean, I, but I would love to see Magic do it. I mean, he and Josh Harris, the owner of the New Jersey Devils, and also um, with the Philadelphia 76ers, they tried last year to be owners of the Denver Broncos. That right. didn't work out. But I think if he comes in, in a big market like D.C., nation's yep. capital, oh, my God, yep. Washington Commanders fans, they would be ecstatic. Magic would do whatever he can. Maybe Magic would pull off the Lamar Jackson trade. You never he know. He would yeah. pull off the Lamar Jackson trade. Not that he would hate Sam uh, Sam Howard or anything, but of course he Ma Magic is known for bringing in stars to cachet mm -hmm. the business. So, dad, you know that, that that's it. That's his trademark. I mean, I mean, look when when he was with the Lakers, we talked about LeBron. When he's with the Dodgers, they they went and got Mookie Betts, one of the better you know baseball players at the time. Like like that's and then even with LAFC, I don't I don't know if you follow soccer, but you know Gareth Bale um, was a very notable European soccer player, played in played in the Premier League. Like like he 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 knows what to do. He knows how to get butts in the seats, and I think you guys need that. And I know you guys are a loyal fan base, you know, but I think at some point enough is enough. And I feel like you know he'll he he might even get you guys a new stadium. You know that's that's it's the magic touch, man. And everything he's he does is very. I, I mean, again, I hate to use the word, but magical. So why not? What should fan bases do moving forward? Because I feel like fans in D.C. or Washington fans they don't really hold Snyder accountable enough. I just feel like Snyder get somewhat of a pass what says you you know i feel like as far as the fans are concerned it, it, it's tough because i feel like a lot of organizations even the cowboys fans base i mean listen they're there as long as they are there people are gonna buy man like it, it doesn't matter how bad the team is there's always gonna be a sucker out there that that's gonna spend the money and put you know cash in in, in snyder's pockets because it's supply and demand football is this country's national pastime right mm -hmm. like it, we, it, 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 I mean, everybody watches football. I don't care who you are, right? For the most part, um, uh, the only way to affect change is if you start hitting him in his pocketbook. And unfortunately, it's not going to happen. You know, when I was working or when I went to Cowboys games, we a large pizza is almost a hundred bucks, man. And you know what? People are buying them, and you, and you're walking through the the concessionaire. You're, you're thinking they're giving away pizzas, man, but they're not because you got people that are, you know, they're like, you know what? I don't care. I'm at the game. I'm going to spend 30 bucks on a Bud Light. Like it is what it is. And so I think there's always going to be people that are always going to kind of like keep guys like Snyder and even Jerry Jones relevant in regards to financially because they're going to pay. They don't care. They just right. don't care. Um, and as far as, and then the media, the media might be, and I, and again, I don't, I'm not, I don't follow the commanders like that. So I, I can't speak for the, the media and how they report him. Are they are they hard on him? Kind of like what you think about like New York, the New York. Oh, media. They're hard on him. They, 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 okay, so I mean, good. they are as hard on him like they are <laughs> with James Dolan, because, of course, you really? know, Dan Snyder, the toxic workplace environment in Washington, the sexual misconduct, sexual yep. harassment stuff as well uh, as well his his incompetencies as an owner. But right. I, I just feel like enough's enough.
this dude. But, and, and, I, and I'm glad you brought up that point about like the whole, you know, the stuff going on. You know, the the, the difference between, you know, like the NBA, they'll get guys out like that. You saw what they did Pronto. with Donald Sterling. You know, yeah. the, the the Phoenix Suns owner. Robert you know, Sarver, cre- I think, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give Adam Silver a lot of credit towards that. Roger Goodell, unfortunately, he's a he's a guy that's been placed by the owners. And I know the commissioners te- typically, ro- they work for the ownership. I get it, right? But he is such a puppet that he won't do anything. He doesn't care. They're like, dude, this is a billion trillion dollar industry. Why am I going to mess with, with and regardless of what we think about Snyder, he's still one of the richest owners in the National Football League. He just he is. is. He is. He is. So, um, you know, Jerry I, I, Jones, Kraft, guys like that, like, they're, they're not going to get in the way of, of you know, at least Goodell won't get in the way of a guy like that because he's got too much pull. I think the reason why Adam Silver does a better job than Roger Goodell, I don't know if you see it, but mm-hmm. Adam Silver is more of the players. Like, if the yeah, players the players have a problem, he has right. no problem supporting the players. Right. Roger Goodell is more of the owners. He, right. like, whatever the owners say, he'll go by with it. And to me, it just seems like good old boys club on the NFL's it part. It is. And then unfortunately, I feel like that's part of me going to double back into the whole Magic Johnson thing. He may not get an opportunity because, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the stats. I don't have in front of him. But I don't know how many black partners or ownership there is in the National Football League, or I mean, just in general, in sports in general. But yeah, but I for don't sure know either. But league, like that'd be something to look into. Um, <clears throat> will he ever be a owner or like an outright owner? Probably not, because he's not like a billionaire like that, you know. But yeah. and if, I don't if know how the billionaires, the how the other owners, how they're going to receive him. Yeah, you know, so. It's one thing to be, oh, that's Magic Johnson, man. He's funny, man. Like, oh, yeah, he's always smiling. But then when he's in the room with you guys, you're going to be like, oh, hold on, man. Like, like Jerry God. may <laughs> like him because of box office entertainment. Jerry no, uh, Jerry loves that as far as with the branding, the marketing. And I don't think he's about crap would have had a problem with it. Right. And, and if, if the guys like that are involved like that, then there's a good chance. But, but you know, at the end of the day, man, money talks. And, and as a Commander fan, if you are out there listening, you know, support your team. But honestly, man, like, if you really want to try to affect change, you got to stop going to the games. You got to stop buying merchandise. You know, I haven't bought Cowboys merchandise in a while now. I mean, I'm just one guy. I know really? I'm not affecting because he's, yeah, I mean, I don't because I'm, I support them, but I'm just kind of like, I'm not giving y'all no more money, man. I've been giving y'all my money for 20-something years. Y'all can't even win a damn divisional game, like. Like, what's the deal with that, man? I'm spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go to your games, right? Dal- I mean, listen, man, Dallas Cowboy games, whether it's on the road or at home, are one of the most expensive tickets to get anywhere. Real quick story, because I know we're up against it, but a couple years ago, I went to a Cardinals game. It was a Monday night game, Cowboys. They were playing the Cardinals on Monday night. Man, tickets were like 300 bucks. I got a family of four, right? We went down there to, to Tempe or Glendale, Arizona. I spent like 350 on each of those seats. Literally the next week they were playing like I don't know the Browns. Those same seats that I had were like one ten. Mm. That's the Dallas Cowboys effect, man. So like I'm giving them all this money and y'all not even. I'm not, I'm not seeing no ROI for all my Wall Street people out there. You know, return on investment. Where's my return on investment? Give me a Super Bowl. Give me yeah. something. So, so Commander fans, if you're spending that money, and, yeah, yeah, you're and, part of the problem. You're and, part of the problem too. So, and I've told like. 
Knicks fans, like, look, if you still support your team, if you still want to support your team, that that's fine. No one's telling you not to support your team. But when you continuously spend your hard-earned money to go exactly. to the Knicks to watch the atrocity and then blame mm-hmm. Dolan, nah, I got you. Got you're part of the problem because yep. you continuously give money your money directly into this man's pockets. And I yep. feel like with Washington, look, man. Snyder, you know how incompetent he is as an owner. You know how horrible he is. Why do you? Right. St- uh, why? But, I, but it seems like to me his days in Washington are numbered, and oh, yeah. and and it has to be. I mean, the, as long as he's there, it's not only bad for business for Washington, but it's bad for business in the entire NFL. And to your point, if some owner who is willing to help this franchise out. And turn it around, my God, the NFL would be even more lucrative. Yeah, and and that's saying a lot because it's it's lucrative. That's a as lot it is. for you to say as a Cowboy fan. <laughs> no, I'm I'm telling you, man, I'm not a fanboy. I keep it real. I'm very objective about everything, not just my team in general. I call it what it is. I give credit where credit's due, and I give the blame when the blame is due. And 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 I'm not I'm not I'm not buying into that stuff, man. And I'm not spending a hundred dollars on a on a seven inch pizza. Like when I can go to 7-Eleven or the local gas station and get the same pizza for $2.99. Like, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not stupid. So I feel you. I feel you. Um, let's talk about the NFL draft. As you we all yeah, know, yeah. in April's draft, Washington, they got the 16th overall pick. Who knows what they may do with the 16th overall pick? They may either go with an offensive lineman. I would like right. to see them go with an offensive lineman, but you never know. They may try to go on to the defense get themselves a cornerback what says you you know i think you got a new offensive coordinator eric Bieniemy. maybe you know give him that first pick and see what he wants man like like is it'll be a nice gesture to see you want you want to get if he's going to be cooking he should at least be able to pick out the groceries and in, in my opinion so right. you know i feel like you guys can still get away defensively they're, 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 as long as you can get a, see man football is really basic can you protect your quarterback and can you get after the quarterback? You guys can get after quarterbacks. And I think you might be able to protect them a little bit better now with some of your, you know, offseason signings and maybe what you do in the draft. So right. why not go and get a weapon for Sam Howell or whoever your quarterback is, like a young guy like that, man? Like you need you need talent on the field, man. And, and right now you guys are kind of like you got you got to tear you got Terry back there, but he needs some help. too. And if I'm Eric Bieniemy, and if Ron Rivera comes to me and say, like, hey, man, what do you need? I'm taking somebody on offense, whether it's one of these receivers that are coming out. Who who knows who will be there? Will Jordan Anderson be around? Will the kid from Ohio State? I can never see Jackson Smith, Najimba. Najimba, whatever. You you know, shout out to California. He's from Cali. Um, but whatever. Like, yeah. whoever, whoever is there offensively, go and get them. Go and get them. And then whatever happens, happens. But when you have a defensive coach, they tend to, to, to kind of, Cause like wh- where where was Terry? Wh- when was Terry drafted? Like as far as rounds and stuff like that. Do you remember? I'm looking it up right now, but I know he. I think he, he, he kind of fell, fell to you guys. It wasn't like oh we got our guy right because you guys invest heavily on the defensive side of things, right? And you know you guys probably still need some cornerback help. But I we feel drafted like, him in the third round. Okay, third round, like you know, not a high draft pick per se, right? right? But but why not spend a pick on a guy like who? I mean. 
maybe go get a tight end to pair with with Logan. I, I, uh, I, I, actually, I'm glad you mentioned tight end. And yeah. I don't know how you feel about this. Either the tight end from Utah. or oh, um, Yeah. Him or Darnell Washington. Darnell Georgia. Washington from Georgia. Yeah, he's a Vegas kid. I know. I kind of know a little bit of his exploits. You know, he's not a blocking tight end, right? He's a, he's an inline vertical kind of guy. This is. I'll tell you what. This draft class is is very deep in tight end. You got the kid out of Notre Dame, Michael Mayer. Like, oh yeah, you know, they, they got some guys, man. But I, I like you know why not go get one of those? One of those guys will be available at the 16th spot for sure. And even though I like Logan Thomas, but again, a couple of years ago, he is coming off an ACL and he's in his 30s. Right. You know, get another guy out there, another young guy, maybe, you know, keep him, you know, keep him fresh. You know, Logan out there. Yeah, he had a couple of nice games, but definitely, man, like I feel like you got to get more weapons. Um, And it's either you're going to get a tight end or you're going to get an outside guy to pair with Terry Um, because your quarterback needs help. You guys don't have the type of quarterback and even my quarterback. They're not going to just go out and win you a game. They need help. So whatever Eric and and we saw with Kansas City, they like speedsters. So maybe there's a guy out there that they like that maybe they can do some things and and maybe you know you never know inject some life into that offense because right now as a defense I'm looking at the, the if I'm playing you guys I'm like eh, I feel like if I can neutralize Terry McLaren I'm, or McLaren whatever you want to call like I feel like I'm I'm okay I'm okay you know but and run the football run the football man so yeah. You know, I, I I think defensively, as far as Washington, we're just we're fine. We're solid. Offense is our biggest concern. And if we want to put Sam Howell in a position to succeed or feel like he's our guy for us, right. you got to do your due diligence by surrounding him with talent. Exactly, I mean, man. I like McLaurin. I like Curtis Samuel. I like oh, Dotson. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got dots. That's all. You got some guys. It just depends on how you scheme them up and you add some more talent, man. You know, it's it's kind of like what what's it's kind of like um what's a food that everyone kind of like like mac and I cheese. Mean, you know, mac and cheese, right? Oh, perfect. I love mac. I don't never. I don't think I've ever met anyone who's like, oh man, mac and cheese sucks, right? Like, <laughs> and if they do, you, you know, you got problems because mac and cheese is so basic, right? It's it's pasta and cheese. Who don't love that, right? But excellent point. You got mac and cheese, which everyone loves. Man, maybe add some bacon to it. Maybe add another layer of cheese. Like, that's what you guys need to do. Because you have something that could work. It's a staple in as far as nutritionally, right? But if you add some other things to it, man, it makes it even better. So you guys are kind of like mac and cheese at that point. Okay. Um, Which players, whether trade or in free agency, do you think Washington should target well you know we're, we're going into the second phase or the second round of free agency so there's not going to be a lot of like big splash name guys um as far as free agencies that are the guys that are still out there like the top ones like you know o- obj comes to mind right you know as far as offensive side of things defensively bobby right. wagner's still out there right and there's reports now that the dallas cowboys won't go for him now because they signed lve so they're kind of, you know, where does he fit and all that, right? Because he's a middle linebacker too. So, you know, as far as free agency is concerned, I mean, like, maybe you go look at OBJ, you know, he could be like a, a nice 2A, 2B type of scenario if he's willing to play for Washington. That's that's one thing. But does he want to do that? Does He's at a point in his career where he probably wants to play with a more established quarterback. I mean, nonetheless, he's coming off of, what, another knee injury? So that yeah, maybe- I, I see him going somewhere else to play with a proven right. commodity. <laughs> And not exactly. only that, 
I don't know how much money is he willing to t- uh, take. And, and, and is he healthy enough? Like, that's the thing. Like, we don't know. Like, I get it. You know, when we last saw him, he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl, right? And then he got hurt, you know, later on. But we don't know what he's going to be like. And depending on, like you said, how much money he wants to command, I don't know. You like that command, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> does he want, is he a viable option? Again, so I think you guys might be out there running for him. Um, who else is out there? I, there's really no other real notable guys. I think you guys are just gonna have to go into the draft, and mm-hmm. and and honestly, that's one of the best ways to do it. Man, you gotta have a good balance. I mean, you gotta have good veterans, and then you gotta go and draft guys. And I think right now, you you guys got some solid guys per se, but you probably need to just infuse yourselves with some more. Um, the only like I said, the only free agents are no, I know he's not a free agent, but Lamar Jackson. That's the only guy I feel like you guys need to trade for, or maybe sign Bobby Wagner. But does he fit your defensive scheme? I don't think so, but, you know, he's a notable, you know, splash type of guy, which you guys have done in the past and it hasn't worked out. You know, you mentioned Albert Hainsworth, uh, Bruce, yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, Josh Norman, defensive. I mentioned. Uh, Josh Norman, and even before that, this probably, I don't know, you know, I don't know how far back you go, but you guys, uh, Bruce Smith, the, oh, yeah. the Hall of defensive end from Buffalo, you guys had, he got at him when you guys were the Redskins, you know, and it didn't kind of pan out for him, so. You guys have made splashes in the free agency pool, but it, they've never really worked out, you know. So um, maybe, you know, yeah, yeah, you just maybe go to the draft. Man. The, the, outside of the quarterbacks, because to me, this is not a very good quarterback draft class. To me, honestly, it's not. Even the top guys to me are kind of like, they're, they're mid, in my opinion, right? You don't um, like Bryson CJ at all? No, nah, I mean, they're good, but I mean, you know, I just put out a video yesterday about Bryce Young and I got a, a you know, a, Three more parts to my series that I'm working on right now, um, talking about like C.J. Stroud and the uh, the Richardson kid and the kid from Kentucky. Um, th- I think they're they're okay guys depending on what their situation, but they're not franchise guys in my opinion. You know, and there's some questions to each and every one of them. Um, if I had to pick, if I was a GM today and I ha- and someone had a gun to my head and they were like, "Hey, you got to pick a quarterback," then I'll probably go Bryce Young. But I'm kind of like, uh. I don't know because he's kind of small and stuff like that. And it just, you know, but, but I feel like next year will be better um, because you got some guys, you got some franchise kind of guys uh, in that draft class. So if you guys are kind of, if you're willing to suck for one more year, maybe you get in the Taylor Williams sweepstakes and next thing you know, I'll be on your show next a year from now, God willing. And we're talking about, you know what, man, the commanders, man, they, they kind of doing something. <laughs> They're kind of doing something. Um, I, I like both Bryce and CJ. I think they'll be really good. I, I, I think Carolina, they're going to have to make a serious decision on who they're going to draft number one between Bryce and CJ, but you can't go wrong either way. I just think Anthony Richardson, I, I mean, 6'4", 244, but I'm, I'm just not sold on him as a passer. I think he's very, very raw. I just think he would be in a better situation if you draft him. But at the same time, he sits for a couple of years in order for him to learn the offense as much as possible and for him to develop. And so. I, I'm kind of against guys sitting now. I feel like guys, you'll know if they can play or not, man. With with the amount of resources quarterbacks have today, even from the youth level, man. Like when I was growing up, you didn't have like quarterback coaches and these different, you know, institutes where guys can go. I mean, like these these kids have so we got the VR, the virtual reality stuff like. They have so much access to training and videos and resources up the yin yang. I feel like at, at at some point, man, like you can play or you can't play. 
And I know, right. you know, there's, there's some outlying kind of guys. You know, Mahomes, you know, he sat for a goal. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. But I felt like those guys would have been studs if they were given the opportunity from the jump. Like, that's how I feel. You know, um, I, 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 maybe back in the day, that was kind of like the mold. Oh, you know, let them sit for a little bit. Let them learn the game. And, you know, that's how it was, you know, back in 1990 and early 2000s. But I feel like now we're paying these guys. You got to – can you play or not? You saw what the Cardinals did. They drafted – Josh Rosen, it didn't work out. They went ahead and cut Kyler him. Murray the next year. And then Kyler, and I know he's kind of not panning out either, but he kind of had a little nice run, you know, so. I still I think know. Kyler can be good. Kyler's problem, just like with Bryce Young, has been size, but at right. the same time, Kyler's maturity, because I don't think Kyler works or studies right. hard enough. He's and if leader. that weren't the case. Leader. The Cardinals wouldn't put a clause in his contract in which, yo, you got to study four hours. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, absolutely right, and I think that he's not a he's not a leader, right? And your quarterback is technically by default is your leader of your team. So, yeah, you know, so you know, but but I feel like guys today, man, like they can play. You put them in there, you you'll know if they can play or not. Like we're gonna learn about we're gonna learn a lot about guys like Jordan Love. You know, if Green Bay finally moves off from Aaron Rodgers, can he play or not? Because guess what, we'll he's see. been sitting. There. You know, but I feel like if you're drafting a high draft pick, like in a quarterback position, they got to know how to play. I'm not going to have you sit because guess what? If I'm that head coach, I don't have two or three years for you to sit because I might be gone in one year. So I don't know. Mm. That no, that, that that is fair to say. Let's finish it off. NFC East, who's yep. winning the division heading into 2023? Going in 23, I'm. I mean, I'm not trying to, and I know people are going to be, oh, he's going to say that, of course. I feel like, and I'm going to give you my reasons why. I feel like the Cowboys are going to win the division. And here's why. I feel like they've added some really solid pieces. You know, they were a couple games away from winning the division. Last year, I know the Eagles kind of it looked like they ran away from it. But, you know, the Cowboys down the stretch fumbled some games that they probably shouldn't have lost, like the Jacksonville game. That was a game they, they probably should have won <laughs> to stay mm-hmm. in contention with the Eagles. But the Eagles lost a lot. You know, they lost their defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, You've lost about six or seven key starters on your defense, which come to find out they really weren't that elite because they saw how bad they got, you know, torched and still. Nonetheless, that's that's a lot of change, man. That's a lot of change. Uh, offensively, you know, I think they're going to be okay. Nick Sirianni did a really good job. Um, him and his offensive coordinator, uh, what was the guy's name? I forgot his name. He's the coach now over in uh, uh, where did he go? Uh, Arizona. Or no, was that defensive coordinator? Anyway, he's gone. But yeah, Jonathan Glenn. None the, okay. Nonetheless, I feel like that those losses to me are going to be pretty impactful. And with the Cowboys adding like Gilmore to help shore up the other side of the field, you know, it's going to be, you know, Cowboys have one of the two best cornerback duos in the National Football League, I would say at this point, you know. So, you know, when you add that, you know, I think the Cowboys are going to be if not the outright favorite, but they're going to be in most people's eyes, the, the odds on favorite to, or at least a close favorite to win the division. And the Eagles will be close second. Like if the Eagles do it, I won't be surprised, but I'm really counting on the Cowboys. Uh, and I, you know, I think the giants are going to take another step. They've added some really good pieces in the off season. You know, they traded for Darren Waller. If he can stay on the field, right. Cause he's always hurt. Um, Brian Dable will be his second year working with Daniel Jones. You know, they franchise tag Saquon. He had a really solid productive year, you know, Assuming if he stays healthy. Assuming he stays healthy. Um, you know, they re-signed. They got they got talent, man. You got, you know, Darius Slayton. You know, they Sterling Shepard should come back. Hopefully, you know, again, he got injured too. So they, mm-hmm. they got some pieces there and they got good coaching. 
You know, their defense is always going to be kind of, you know, middle of the road, you know, they, but they, they do some good things there as well. Um, and then it's going to be you guys, unfortunately, unless, you know, you, you make a splash and you upgrade because I feel like you guys haven't done anything really. Right. To change yeah. your trajectory from last season because you're pretty much running it back with everyone else. That you yeah, had last I, 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 I agree there. I, I think the Dallas Cowboys should be the favorites to win the division because of the offseason moves that they made, particularly with the trades. With Dak, there's nowhere to go but up. They did right. lose. Um, they did cut Ezekiel Elliott. They saved up in cap space. Um, and I just look. <laughs> oh, you said something, Ryan? No, I was saying thank God they cut Zeke because he needed to go. He was dead weight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, I, and the only concern I have with the Dallas Cowboys is Kellen Moore is no longer there as the offensive coordinator. Mike McCarthy's going to call the plays on offense. I've said to people, right. he's nothing more than a product of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. There's been issues with his clock management from time to time. But I do think the Cowboys should be good enough to win the division. Um, the yep. Eagles, they'll take a step back, losing all those starters. And um, offensively, they'll be fine, but they won't be what they were last year. Giants, right. they'll finish third in the division. I think um, adding Darren Waller does help Daniel Jones, but at the same time, Daniel Jones, you got to back it up because you got your contract. Yep, that's a big factor. Right. So anyway, I I, I think Dallas, it's their division to lose, in my opinion. So I I think, and and, and plus, we didn't even mention the draft with Dallas, and we all know the draft is Jerry's bread and butter, you know. Yep, we did a lot of good guys. Yeah. Years past, but so we'll see. We'll see what they're gonna do, man. The draft is always fun for all these teams because, you know, you want to see what new talent that they can come in and develop, man, and and see how long we can keep them for. And uh, you know, when we got Micah Parsons, that was a godsend, you know, because we were gonna probably draft the kid uh out of um Denver, ended up getting him the corner, um Patrick Sertain, Patrick Sertain, you know, and then and then J.C. Horn left, and then we ended up getting uh Micah Parsons, who I felt like you know, uh, was a real game changer for us on our defense. So you just yeah, never Shannon, know, man, every year. Yeah, Shannon Sharp was the one who said, this dude is going to change your life. Yep, and he has, you know, and my thing with him, he just needs to probably bulk up a little bit more because if they're going to have him playing like T.J. Watt, he's going to have to get conditioned because he wore himself down towards right. the end of the year. Actually, he wasn't as effective as he was early on in the season. So, but, you know, hey, that's the fun thing about it. You know, draft night, you know, we all have hope. Whether you're a Commanders fan, Cowboys fan, it doesn't matter. Like everyone is zero and zero. You know, we're all undefeated, uh, and that's what makes it so fun and exciting. Especially when the season rolls around, um, and you know, we get to we get to guys like us get to talk about it. You know, that's what it's always fun. All right. Well, anyway, brother, it was a pleasure having you on the show. We got like a one minute left. Is there anything you want to say left? Yeah, man. You know, first of all, man, I appreciate you having me on, man. You know, it was it, I had a great time, honestly. Um, you guys can catch me on Instagram at clutch.sports.talk. Also, hit me up on YouTube. Subscribe, man. I'm trying to trying to build a YouTube up a little bit more. Just simply type in Clutch Sports Talk. I'm literally the first guy that pops up. You'll see my big mug on there on my logo, man. So I've got some good things happening, uh, working on. Like I said, I'm talking about uh, a four-part series of the top quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. I'm going to probably come back with my live streams. Uh, either Sunday mornings, my NFL Sunday morning. Um, we're going to break down and talk about everything NFL um, and maybe do some stuff for the draft. But other than that, man, uh, that's where I'm at. So 
Parnell, I appreciate you having me on. And good luck to the commanders, man. It's all love. You know, we all love football. Uh, we're all brothers here. But at the end of the day, man. Uh, it is what it is. Not, 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 not. <laughs> I feel you. Well, thank you, brother. As you all know, folks, Commander's Demand. It's your boy, Sports PSP. Enjoy the rest of your day. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.